At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I am Brady Cannon, along with my guys in the desert, one being my partner, Wes Reynolds. And we are live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa on a Thursday, this fifth day of August. And Wes, it is an NFL Thursday, and it looks like folks are starting to bet this game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys coming up later this evening, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for the kickoff. It's the Hall of Fame game from Tom Benson Stadium in Canton, Ohio. We saw this game open up in favor of Pittsburgh by one point with a total of 34. It is now Pittsburgh favored by two points, and the total has come down to 32 and a half, Wes, and I even saw it as low as 31 and a half. Yeah, and with that low total, it's no surprise that betters are now betting the the over in terms of the apex. And look, uh, everybody's excited. I know football is back. This is not a game I have personally bet. I just didn't see any real value here. But the total did get taken down. And look, uh, unders have kind of been the order of the day, really, here in the Hall of Fame game. I think actually when this reached about 31 and a half, this was like the lowest total. I think it was since like 2009. Uh, I might be off on the year, but it was Washington in Indianapolis. So these are usually low-scoring games, and I think there's a reason why, of course, Ben Roethlisberger on the Pittsburgh side, not suited 
suiting up tonight, so Mason Rudolph will get the start. Dwayne Haskins will give way there, and they'll give way to Dwayne Haskins in the second quarter, and then Josh Dobbs will probably go the entire second half. Cam Hayward and Joe Hayden on defense also sitting out tonight. I would expect Najee Harris, their first-round draft pick, to maybe play close to a full half. They obviously want to get this guy some reps and and showcase him a little bit on the Dallas side. No Dak Prescott, strained shoulder, so he's not going to play tonight. Zach Martin and Tyron Smith also don't look like they're going to see any action on the offensive line. We know Amari Cooper also on the pup list, so he'll be watching from the bench. Demarcus Lawrence also not likely to go for Dallas. That was as of this morning, so check your starters, check your QB rotations. I would fully expect Garrett Gilbert is going to be the starter for Dallas, and then they're going to go Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci, so that is why you've seen this, I think, get bet to the under here, and Pittsburgh's taken a little bit of the money up to now two, two and a half even at some spots, including at Station Casino, so favorite and under have been seeing the support, but this was 31, 31 and a half this morning. I even saw a 31 at a faraway place, but now back up to 32 and a half. I think, you know, when you see a total that low in the NFL, you're so tempted to bet the over, but not me. I'm just going to be sitting and watching tonight. Yeah, I'm doing the same as you try and learn something about these two teams. I did not have a real urge to bet this game, but apparently some folks do as we've seen a lot of movement in that total. And it was our colleague, Steve Mackinan, the editor of Point Spread Weekly. I think I think it may have come out in Wednesday's issue, this week's issue, uh, where he talked about historically favorites do very well in this game. And we've seen the support there for the Pittsburgh Steelers up from a one-point favorite, now a two-point favorite. We'll see if that changes prior to kickoff. Again, that coming up at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern this evening as the NFL season gets underway. The NFL preseason, anyway, gets underway. Kenny White will join the program momentarily as we continue to preview college football. We will also discuss the NBA offseason, the free agency furious frenzy that's been going on for about a week now. We'll also talk some golf, and I do want to get to that now, Wes. It is the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational down in Memphis, Tennessee at TPC Southwind, a world golf championship. Basically, the top 66 players in the world. I always love these star-studded fields, and we've got a two-time winner on the PGA Tour this season at the lead. Just about uh, finished with round one now. Harris Ingram has finished his round. He is at eight under par for the championship and is the leader currently after one round. And I was a little surprised, Wes, not only by, or not by uh, necessarily by Harris English leading. He was one of my picks actually to win this week, but I'm surprised at the low scoring. I thought this course would play a lot tougher. Yeah, I did too. And he was actually the last guy I left off. So now I'm having buyer's remorse. He did lead the field in strokes gain putting this afternoon, 3.26. Also was very much up there on approach. I think third in the field at two. 64 as they're just about finished up. I think maybe the last group still on the course, but Harris English, your leader at eight under bar and uh, going for his third win. A host of players at six under uh, Ian Poulter, Matthew Wolf, Carlos Ortiz, Jim Herman. At five under, you have Scotty Scheffler, who's one of my guys, Mark Leishman, Bryson DeChambeau. Some of the guys that did come back from the Olympics, though, a little slow to get out of the gate. Victor Hovland, three over. Rory McIlroy, two over. So uh, you are seeing a little bit of that Olympic hangover for at least some of these guys. Yeah, you mentioned at least some of these guys. Not so much for Colin Morikawa, your champion golfer of the year. Of course, won the Open Championship a couple weeks ago, was in that playoff for the bronze medal over in Tokyo, and he comes back and shoots a three under par round today. More My Guys in the Desert coming up in just a moment.
Now joining us, it's another one of my guys in the desert, and that is Kenny White. He is the author of the 2021 College Football Power Ratings Preview. You can find him at KennyWhiteSports.com and on Twitter at KWhiteyVegas. Kenny, thank you so much for joining us. I know you've been appearing on VEASAN quite a bit lately as we do our college football previews, and today we are going to discuss the Pac-12 Conference. And I think this is a really interesting conference from a competitive standpoint because there's really no clear cut favorite. You have USC, Oregon, Washington, Utah, and Arizona State all kind of bunched at the top of the odds board. And I wonder what your thought is about this conference and what we will expect to see out of the Pac-12 this season, Kenny. In years past, sometimes we've seen a very sloppy, watered-down edition of this conference. By no means are they in the company of the SEC. But what kind of product do you think we will get out of the Pac-12 this season? Will it be a much improved, high-quality Pac-12 in your expectation? Yeah, well, Brady and Wes, thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of shows here, which is great. And uh, I can do twice as many. So I'm available all day long um, and just sitting here working. I'm in the same seat 24 hours a day, it seems like. Uh, the the Pac-12 is going to be very interesting this year. Um, as, I, as I've said, college football as a whole is going to be – it's going to be a great year. I think the Pac-12 is 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 up. The talent level is up a little bit. The coaching, I think, is very, very good. And it's going to be a very competitive year. And, you're, and there's going to be a lot of upsets. So a lot of things can happen here. I do think Washington and Oregon are the best two teams um, in this conference. And then the Utah Utes, I think, have the best coach in the conference, Kyle Whittingham. And he's, he's kind of proven that over the years, um, his ATS record. 41 and 30, the best winning ATS record of all the coaches in the, in the conference. So uh, Utah's got an outstanding team back, but you're right. There are so many really teams that could step up. Uh, California is so well coached. Uh, Stanford, I was so glad when I made, made their win total 3.9. I thought, man, I'm going to have an underplay there. And I don't want to, I don't want to be under with the, with the, uh, with Stanford ever. Uh, but the, the number was right there. Uh, Arizona state, I think Herm Edwards has done a great job there. He's shown that he can do a great job because he makes second-half adjustments. Uh, he's 23-17 and 17 ATS in the second half. And the other one's UCLA, Chip Kelly. Uh, this is really Chip Kelly's year. He's got to have a big year this year. If he doesn't, um, he may be on his way out. Kenny, uh, let's stick in the north here first before we go to the south division. And Oregon, the favorite, and that's no surprise. Not a big favorite, though, a plus 250 to win the Pac-12. And Washington just a little bit behind at plus 350. Oregon to win the north is minus 110 via BetMGM, uh, UW at plus 140. But Oregon always kind of seems to get the benefit of the doubt because Mario Cristobal obviously recruits at a high level. Certainly did that for Nick Saban when he was an assistant at Alabama. But when I was doing the pre review and kind of doing my breakdown of this conference. I know everybody's tempted with the Oregon talent and not saying they shouldn't be the favorite, but I kind of like the Washington Huskies this year. And I know that they have some turnover a little bit, especially with the defensive coordinator. It's Bob Gregory coming in, but looking at Washington's schedule, uh, they, they do get these teams at home. They get Oregon at home and they get the easy road trips in the South Arizona, Colorado. Who do you prefer in the North division of these two teams in the pack Northwest? No, we're on the same page, Wes. I, I am all Washington Husky this year. I have a three-point edge. 
Washington over Oregon, and you're right. I love the schedule, how it sets up. I have the Huskies winning 10.3 games, and uh, you're right. At Arizona, at Oregon State, at Stanford, those three are all in a row, but those are three really the three of the worst teams in the conference this year. So that that really sets up well for for Washington the entire year. Uh, Oregon is is extremely talented, as I said, just a three-point difference between the two teams. But the one thing I like is Washington's balance. Their offensive line, I have ranked fourth best in the country. That's how good that offensive line is. And all of their defensive uh, units, the defensive line, linebackers, D-backs, all rank 11th or better. So their defense is going to be extremely solid this year. You, you mentioned the new defensive coordinator, Bob Gregory. I don't mind when the coach is a defensive guy. So Jimmy Lake's going to be hands-on with Bob Gregory all the way through his first year. Kenny, is there a national playoff team in this conference, the Pac-12, in your estimation? The Washington Huskies would be the only one I could say if uh, they show improvement throughout the year and I can, you know, continue to upgrade their power rating to get them to right now. I've got them rated a 121. Uh, Clemson is a 134. So they're 13 points behind the best team in the country, which isn't a bad gap. They can close that gap to at least a touchdown uh, by that time of the college football playoff season. So, yeah, the Huskies could run the table and be playing for a national championship. And I don't think they would be more than a touchdown underdog in, in either game. One more in the North, Kenny. We talked about the top teams. Uh, looking to see who you might think would be a fade team. We know Cal, pretty good defensively, just has never gotten the offense going out there with Justin Wilcox, who's a defensive guy. But looking at the bottom of this conference, uh, Washington State, Stanford, Oregon State, second year of the run and shooting Pullman for Nick Rolovich and maybe a quarterback controversy with Jaden Delora and now Jared Garantano coming in for Tennessee. And then you have Stanford. I know you mentioned them briefly earlier. Who is kind of the fade team, you think, in this bottom half of the Pac-12 North? Yeah, my fade team would be Washington State. Nick Rolovich, I'm still not sold whether he's going to be a great head coach or if he is just an offensive coordinator because that happens to a lot of guys. Some people are just coordinators. They're better as assistants. They're not good at being the head guy. And, and if it's maybe just the organization, it's maybe it's not staying on top of uh, each team, each unit, whatever it is. But Rolovich, 22 and 34 ATS. Uh, the last five years, that's Hawaii where he was at uh, in one year at Washington State. So, yeah, I only have them winning 3.5 games. I think the talent's down. Mike Leach did wonders with that program. It just shows you how good of a coach Mike Leach is. Kenny, we'll switch over to the South Division in the Pac-12, and I want to ask you about Arizona. What do you think about their new hire, Jed Fish, who replaces Kevin Sumlin there in Tucson? This guy has been coaching for quite a while. He's 45 years old, but most of it has been done in the NFL. What are your, I know Arizona is the longest shot on the board to win this conference, so we're not expecting much out of them. But what do you think about Jed Fish, the new coach there in Tucson? Yeah, the, the talent is way down there in Tucson. Because, you know, Rich Rodriguez kind of uh, did not do a good job there, and Kevin Sumlin came in and uh, kept status quo, basically. So, yeah, Jed, Jed Fish, uh, 24 years in coaching. Uh, he has coached at Virginia Tech, was an assistant. He's been an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Um, he did he did serve as an interim at UCLA in 2017 for a game. So he had his got his feet wet, but it's, it's, it's going to take him a, a couple of years. It, it, you know, these rebuilding projects take coaches three, maybe four years. Sometimes 
sometimes you have to give him five. You can look back in history. You know, Frank Beamer didn't win till his fourth or fifth year in coaching at Virginia Tech. Uh, there's a lot of coaches that are like that. They, they weren't successful early. It took them time to get the right players to fit the system. And then, you know, they took off. But uh, Arizona still got some good athletes. They'll they'll pull an upset, too, here or there. Jordan McLeod is a, a, was a really good pickup at quarterback for a, for a transfer from South Florida. So that, that was a big help for this team. But I, I, I'm going to go with, you know, I think this will be a good over team because I think Jed Fish will be a, a guy that wants to, you know, play play offense and, and, and score and put up points and try to outscore the opponent. So this, this will be a good team to look at maybe totals for. Kenny, let's stick in the Grand Canyon State, and that is Arizona State, who's kind of maybe the mystery team in this South Division. A lot of talent there. Jaden Daniels now in his third year in the program. I think he's going to take a big leap up, but there are the recruiting uh, potential violations that are looming with this program because when I was looking at the South, I was kind of thinking maybe ASU is the pick here, that they're kind of being the forgotten team. I know they're the second choice on the board, but hearing a lot of USC, hearing a lot of Utah, bounce back season potentially for UCLA. What do you make of the Sun Devils this year? Yeah, I really like uh, I like the Sun Devils a lot. I think Herm Edwards has done a great job. It seems like a lot of pro coaches, NFL guys that come back to college, um, they do the right. They do they do the job. I mean, they're good. They're players, coaches. Uh, the people, they, they can recruit really well because they know this guy's been an NFL guy. Um, but I think more than anything, they, they are willing to, to put in the time and the fundamentals and make their teams better. And I, I see improvement out of Arizona State. Uh, love their quarterback, Jaden Daniels. I think he's going to be an NFL guy. Uh, he's got the size and uh, he's got great mobility. He's going to be a, you know, a definitely dual threat. So and that's what the NFL is looking for these days. He'll have a big year. I, th- this is the South is so tight between three teams, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. I I have them winning 6.2, that's Utah, Arizona State 6.1, and Southern Cal 6.1. So it's a three-team race to the finish. I have UCLA winning five games. If they pull off an upset, which I believe they could, uh, we may see four teams deadlocked at the top. So it can be very interesting in the South. Kenny, this uh, conference, the Pac-12, has historically produced some great quarterbacks, and it's really been known for that for a long time. You mentioned Jaden Daniels at Arizona State. Charlie Brewer is a transfer to Utah from Baylor, and I know our friend Paul Stone is really high on Utah and Brewer. He figures Brewer will be the starter there for Kyle Whittingham. Who's the best quarterback in this conference, in your opinion, this season? Yeah, I like Keaton uh, Slovis from USC. Uh, Clay Helton may be the worst coach, but he's got the best quarterback. <laughs> you know, I don't think Helton can coach. I've been on him for two years now that uh, uh, I've been him for two years. He's 24 and 34 ATS. And then when you look at what Helton has done uh, in, in second, he's 24 and 34 in the second half, his overall points for a record 25 and 32. But the best quarterback, Keaton Slovis, plays on his team. That's a benefit for him. I've watched this guy for two years now. He can make all the throws. He has the mobility, quick release. Uh, he's got everything that uh, an NFL team would, is going to want. I, I'm going to say that he is going to be the one guy out of this conference that will be a first-rounder. Before we go back to USC, let's go across town to UCLA, Kenny, because you kind of mentioned in passing in the open of the segment that, you know, maybe this is finally the year Chip Kelly really gets going. Now it's fourth season. You look at the schedule, not an easy schedule, but you start out with three games at the Rose Bowl. You get Hawaii in that week zero game. Maybe that can help you against LSU to have a game under your belt the following week on September 4th, and then you get Fresno State before you get into the meat of the conference schedule. What do you make at UCLA? A quarterback, I know you 
you're very familiar with, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who played right here at Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. Is this the year where we finally see the results out of the Chip Kelly regime in Westwood? Yeah, we could. It's definitely an improved team, but obviously we know they have to prove on defense. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, what an eye-opener was doing the high school championship game. I'm standing at midfield watching Tate Martell throw, and he's the senior, and he's throwing these out passes, and then all of a sudden this young kid steps up and a laser, and I'm like, I look over at Tony Sanchez, and I said, uh, why isn't he your starting quarterback? This kid can play. He goes, don't worry. He's our starting quarterback next year, and he's already going to UCLA as a quarterback and has never started a game in high school. So UCLA was sharp to be on this young man right away. Uh, he he is, has all the tools. Size may be a little bit of a factor. He's only 6'1". He doesn't have that 6'4", 6'5", size that you know the, the NFL wants. But he's, he's going to be a great college quarterback this year. He's going to have a big-time year. Uh, UCLA, if they're going to do something, it's this year if chip kelly can't do it that's why i'm saying i think he should be on the hot seat this is it if you can't win with this group 14 returning starters on offense and 12 on defense there is so much experience here i'm on him on hawaii i laid the price on hawaii hoping that they you know they're going to blow the rainbow warriors out but uh the second game i love them against ucla the game under their belt ucla coming to pa uh, pasadena um, and now and now you LSU's without their starting quarterback. And a lot of people like Max Johnson, but it's a two and a half point drop off from Miles Brennan to Johnson. So that made my play that much stronger. I've got UCLA six. I took four and a half in the game. Probably one of my bigger plays for week week one, we'll call it. Kenny, what about the Colorado Buffaloes? Carl Durrell comes in as the coach last season, and the Buffaloes got out to a hot start. I believe it was 4-0 before they finally settled in and uh, finished the year, I believe, 4-2, lost two or three of their last three games after that hot start. But what do you think about Carl Durrell? I know expectations are not high for Colorado this season. Do you like the move at head coach, however? Yeah, I'm, you know, I was a, not really a big Carl Durrell fan when he was at UCLA, but I'm also one that believes in experience. And when guys get that experience, move on and go somewhere else, they, they all do better. Um, I wish I could, you know, think off the top of my head. The one that just comes to me all the time, because my dad taught me this. And he says, look at Joe Torre. He failed miserably as a coach for the St. Louis Cardinals, got fired, and then all of a sudden he wins World Series. I can't remember if he was the Braves or Yankees when he did that. But, you know, I've seen it so many times that guys don't do well one spot, but they've learned from their mistakes, and they do a much better job the second time around. So I think Carl Durrell would be great for this program, uh, as he is a solid recruiter, and it's going to take him some time, though, to bring those type of kids in to fit his, fit his, um, fit his system. Again, they're probably two, three years away. Kenny, you got about a minute left, but uh, when we Brady asked you about the best quarterback in the Pac-12, usually when you ask about the best coach in the Pac-12, you're going to get mostly the same answer. I think consensus, Kyle Whittingham, usually put in that spot. I know Matt Eumann's very high on him. Paul Stone, very high on the Utes this year. Is that, is that in your opinion, the most well-coached team in the conference? No doubt about it. Yep, Kyle Winningham does the best job of anybody in the in the conference. I, I think that uh, David Shaw does a really good job with Stanford and what he has because it's such a high academic uh, institution. But they they have disappointed the last couple of years. So now there's question marks on David Shaw. But there's never been a question mark on Kyle Winningham. He's been the guy. He's been uh, his teams are very competitive. He did let me down two years ago. I thought they were the best team in the conference. But you know what? They played like it. They were upset by USC by some amazing 
amazing passes by uh, Keaton Slovis that day. And if it wasn't for Slovis, Utah may have run the table and been undefeated that year. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's the best coach in the conference and, and, and easily the, the worst coach in the conference. You know, it's Clay Helton. <laughs> Kenny, we got to run just about 10 seconds here. Real quick answer. Who do you like in week one, the Nevada Wolfpack taking on the Cal Bears and Cal laying three and a hook? Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea off the top of my head. Both very well-coached teams. I can't give you a play on that right now. If I look in the magazine, I can tell you, but I know it's going to take more than 10 seconds. <laughs> okay, very good, my friend. I know we'll talk to you again soon as the college football previews continue, Kenny. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Have Thank a great you, weekend. Jenny. All right, check him out on Twitter at KYD Vegas. We'll be back in just a moment on My Guys in the Desert right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back from the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, and start winning with up to the second info you need. 
Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. My guys in the desert right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And time to talk a little golf, a World Golf Championship going on in Memphis, Tennessee at TPC Southwind. It is the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. 66 players in the field. Basically the top 66 players in the world rankings. John Rahm, the only big name that is really missing this week as he continues to deal with COVID. Of course, he had to be removed from the Olympic team for Spain because of that situation, but just about everybody else here is in the mix, and your first-round leader is Harris English, who won not long, of the, uh, not long ago at the Travelers Championship in Connecticut, Wes, and I am on Harris English this week at 50-1, to 1, and I certainly like to see my guy out to a good start, but Oftentimes, guys don't go wire to wire here, and uh, that uh, has me sweating a little bit that he got out to such a hot start, and you mentioned earlier in the program that he led the field in strokes gained putting today. Uh, that tends to regress as well, so we'll see if he can hang on here, but uh, I-, I like the start, but I'm not sold that he's going to go on and win this thing just yet. He's going to be in the mix, though, I think, for most of the weekend, and right now, I believe, uh, just kind of looking at the market average, about 5-1 to one now in terms of the in-play is Harris English. 7-1 on Bryson DeChambeau, 12-1 respectively on Daniel Berger, who's a two-time winner here, and Scotty Scheffler 12-1, Morikawa and Thomas 14-1, Matt Wolf 18-1, Poulter and Louis Ustazen 22-1, Carlos Ortiz 25-1. By the way, Carlos Ortiz, low score of any of the Olympians here at 64, and I found this interesting nugget on Twitter. We were talking about how would the Olympians do here, and when we talked about it on Lawn Shots, we kind of thought, well, you kind of got to take it player by player. Some guys are going to do well, some guys are not going to do well. The scoring average for the Olympians, the 19 Olympians that made the trek back to Memphis, Tennessee for this FedEx St. Jude, the first round scoring average 60 or 68.26. And for the entire field, 68.39. So actually the Olympians, ironically enough, did better as a collective Uh, low score being Carlos Ortiz, 64 high score being Victor Hovland. So you kind of look and, and this is kind of the case I made because I did play. I know you didn't play a lot of those guys. I did have a couple guys on my card in terms of guys that played in the Olympic Games. And and Cam Smith, a solid round, as the, as is Paul Casey, so not out of it, but not right there on the lead either. Some guys I do think handle this travel better. It is really player by player, so it's hard to paint it with such a broad brush. And we're just looking on Golf Channel here, seeing Xander Schauffele at a 69. Didn't play bad, didn't really putt well today. But I oftentimes think that older players – handle this travel better maybe than younger players do you would think it would be the opposite but older players can be a little more picky and a little bit more deliberate and selective in making their schedules so they kind of know they've how done their this bo- before yeah too, they right? know how their bodies are going to react so that's why i did kind of like paul casey a little bit this week because i said okay he played in southern california the week before and then he went over to dubai and won an event for me earlier this year at about 22 to 1 so casey was two under so not a great round necessarily actually a little bit above uh, what the average was but you know guys are still right in this this is a, a very condensed leaderboard was a little bit surprised to see Bryson DeChambeau go at five under because he's That's seeming, what I was just gonna say he has seemingly been a mess and and I know that some smart people were kind of fading him mm-hmm. in some matchups this week but you know 
you know, the caddy switch and then, you know, testing positive for COVID-19, not Lost being able weight. to play in the Olympics, losing weight. And then and controversy he, about vaccines. Yes. It, yes. Controversy has so, been following this guy for what? Two, two, three months now. Yeah. So everything's been a mess, but he was really good tee to green. And he's always number one in strokes hand off the tee. This one being no exception gained about 2.15 strokes off the tee. And then who's usually kind of right behind him, who always gains on the tee is Sergio Garcia. And then he loses it all back and then some with putting one of the worst putting performances in the field for Sergio Garcia. That's kind of pretty typical of him. So a lot of golf yet to be played here at the FedEx St. Jude. We're also going to be getting in about an hour or so. They're going to do round three over there in Tokyo for the women's event. Nelly Korda, by the way, is your leader at 13 under par. Actually had a look at 59 going into the last hole and then doubled to settle for 62. Nelly Korda, by the way, is your odds on favorite with a four shot lead minus two dollars also at the tahoe mountain golf club the pga tour alternate field event up in uh, Truckee, california the barracuda championship michael thompson is your leader this is a stable forward scoring system uh, event here and michael thompson at plus 12 meaning he has 12 points in second place roger sloan and a local las vegan here scott piercy at 10 also joseph bramlett and mark anderson at 10 points so far after one round up there in uh, not northern Nevada. They're actually on the California side in Truckee. Used to be on the Reno side, but now at the Tahoe Mountain Golf Course in that part of the country for the Barracuda Championship. We'll be all right back in a moment. It's My Guys in the Desert right here on VSIN. In college football betting guide is here. Start your football season out on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college football betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free trial, your all-access trial today. It's all at vcin.com slash subscribe. My guys in the desert, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Time to talk a little NBA free agency. And the signings have been fast and furious, West for about a week now. And let's take a look at the Los Angeles Lakers and what they have been doing. They've been very active, one of the more active teams in the league during these free agency signings going on. And, you know, our, our producer, Britton Hess, pointed it out to me. You know, I was seeing all the names come across who the Lakers have acquired and everything. But then he puts it there on paper and in front of you. This is an old folks' home here. Yes, I mean, you've got this Carmelo is the, uh, Champions Tour in, in Los <laughs> Angeles here. Tour. I like that. The senior circuit there at the Staples Center. Carmelo Anthony at 37 years old. Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, and Russell Westbrook. The babies of the family there. Bazemore and Westbrook at 32 years old. And then of course you've got LeBron at 36 and Mark Gasol at 36. 
if they're not done hiring these uh, elder statesmen, if you will, you could have one of the oldest lineups in history here. I was going to say, this team would have been awesome in 2012. They yeah. would have been like maybe odds on, uh, you know, minus one something to win the NBA championship. But I don't think necessarily here. And look, they have made a little bit of cut. I think they were about four to one, maybe nine to two when uh, the season ended, uh, when Milwaukee won the NBA championship over the Phoenix Suns just a couple weeks ago. But they've been cut a little bit. And look, when you're betting futures odds, especially here in Las Vegas, you are never really going to get a great number on the Lakers because even though this is a transplant town where everybody's kind of from somewhere else, Brady, this is a Laker town. So, you know, this is the team in terms of the NBA that gets the most fan support in terms of drawing crowds in the sports books. Uh, you'll see predominantly Laker jerseys. So, you know, everybody's going to be like, oh, they got this guy, so we're going to bet it right away. Well, the books aren't going to necessarily give you that number. They're going to decompress it, and they certainly have. I've seen 7-2. to two. I've even seen some 3-1s to ones at some places. I think uh, at DraftKings, if this is the currently accurate price, plus 380. And, you know, well, that's probably about right because you gotta you gotta keep in mind too. This is not the odds makers predicting. Okay, this is the Lakers. You know what we think that they are. This is what what we think the market thinks that they are. Mm, yeah. So don't overestimate that. That I think like, that's a good way to put that it. That like oh the bookmakers just love the L.A. Lakers. We know our buddy Jeff Sherman he over at Lakers. Westgate <laughs> Super is a he loves the Lakers and even he's very lukewarm on these moves. And I would kind of trust Jeff's judgment being a Laker fan his entire life, but you know, they're obviously going to be a contender, so they're obviously going to be relevant in the market, but did they really solve their issues? They need some guys that can shoot the ball. Now, Wayne Ellington might be able to help. Kenton Bazemore might be able to help the younger guys that they brought in, but how is this going to rook, uh, work rather with Russell Westbrook and LeBron? And I don't know how this is going to work, and I think LeBron's eventually going to end up hating Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is not going to change who he is. He's a guy that, look, there's going to be some nights where he's going to mess around and get a triple double as ice cube would say and it was a good day but there's going to be some nights where he you know is like five for 20 something from the floor and it's like most of those 20 shots are going to be bad shots so that's what you live with with russell westbrook but i don't know if the lakers really solved the issues here i think they're going to be good defensively simply because frank vogel is a good defensive coach mm-hmm. and i thought they were good defensively last they year were. They were. even when lebron and ad went out it's like they really concentrated traded on defense and that's why you saw their games become I think such lower scoring games because obviously you don't have the offensive firepower so it's like okay we got to get stops here and Frank has always been a good defensive coach he certainly was with the Indiana Pacers he has remained so with the Los Angeles Lakers but these are a lot of new pieces and it's going to take some time this team in terms of game to game they might be a bet against team early because it is going to take time to kind of figure out what these rotations are going to be how do we incorporate Russ Westbrook, such a ball-dominant guy with LeBron. Can AD stay healthy? How do you distribute these bench minutes between Carmelo and Ariza and Dwight Howard, Wayne Ellington, Bazemore, all these guys? How do you distribute those minutes? So, uh, uh, THT, Taylor Horton Tucker, who's one of the few young guys that they have on this team. So, you know, that's what Frank Vogel and that staff is going to have to figure out. So, this is a team probably because they're the Lakers, you're going to see inflated lines early in the season, and I think some opportunity to go against them. 
Well, not only is that bias in the market because Las Vegas is a very heavy Laker town, but you've also got really the king of the NBA, King James, LeBron. He's obviously a public figure that uh, the betting public likes to bet on. And the the Lakers are really a national brand. They're Mm -hmm. a national team, not just here locally, but, uh, you know, one of the more popular public teams uh, in the entire NBA, I imagine. I found this market interesting, Wes, and that is to be the assist leader, to lead the NBA in assists. Russell Westbrook at two to one. And I don't know if he's the shortest price on the entire board. And I understand you mentioned the triple double. Uh, This guy can definitely dish out the dimes, Russell Westbrook. But that is a very short price, I thought. Yeah, I think so, too, because uh, you got to see how they're going to incorporate the offense. Is Russ all of a sudden, we know he can get a lot of assists, but is he going to be more of a distributor? Or is LeBron kind of going to be more of the facilitator? Mm -hmm. Because we know he has the ability to do that. Yeah, he's going to have nights where he's going to get 40 and 15 and whatnot and you're going to be in some random sports book here in Las Vegas. You're like, there go the king, there go the king. Like, But you're going to have nights where he's going to start to show a little wear and tear, and that's what concerns me about the Lakers. You know, I don't want to be like Baylissian in terms of ripping <laughs> LeBron James, if that is a word, I just made it up. But nevertheless, LeBron, and I'm not a LeBron hater, but he is going to start to show that wear and tear. You kind of saw a little bit of signs of it last season. He's going to show that because you got to understand, this guy came in the league at 18 years old. Yeah. And now you look at his age and, and I mean, he, he's older now he's 36 or or about going to turn 37 years old at the end of December. So when you've played that many games, not only in the regular season, but also in the playoffs, because LeBron's always been on pretty good teams, whether it's Cleveland, Miami, or here in Los Angeles. So you get that wear and tear. And that's the same thing we saw with the late Kobe Bryant and it hits you gradually. And then all of a sudden you look overnight and it's like, wow, you know, this guy got old really quick. Father time is coming calling. The Chicago Bulls have been very busy in this free agency period as well. They were not a great team last season, but they look to be improved significantly. They drafted Io DeSunmo out of Illinois. You've got DeMar DeRozan and and Lonzo Ball now coming to Chicago via trade. They signed Alex Caruso, and these guys will all join Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. So the Chicago Bulls making some good moves. They are 60-1 to to win the NBA championship and 28-1 to to win the Eastern Conference. And Wes, you mentioned the other day the Eastern Conference looks to be improved across the board. We'll come back and talk more NBA and also some football. We've got football coming up tonight and coming up next on the show. It's another one of my guys in the desert. It's Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart. We'll be right back here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Welcome back from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up-to-the-second info you need. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And here's another one of My Guys in the Desert. That is Dwayne Colucci. He's the race and sportsbook manager over at the Rampart, a sister property to us here at the South Point. And you can follow him on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne. Dwayne, good to talk to you again, man. Been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while, guys. How you guys doing out there at the lovely South Point? Well, we are great, and we're uh, happy to have you on the program. Good to talk with you again, as I mentioned. And, uh, you know, it's very appropriate that we get to speak with you today because you, I know, are a big Dallas Cowboys fan. And, and they're getting faded a little bit here in the Hall of Fame game as the NFL kicks off with its first preseason game tonight, uh, Dwayne. And Pittsburgh opened as a one-point favorite. I believe uh, Chris Andrews mentioned that in the latest edition of Point Spread Weekly here at VSIN. He opened up uh, his Steelers against your Cowboys as one-point favorites, but now we've seen the Steelers uh, take some money. They are up to two-point favorites, and we saw the total really hit hard towards the under. It opened up at 34, got all the way down to 31.5, even as low as 31, but now back to 32.5. What is your impression of the market movement, Dwayne, and this contest tonight in Canton, Ohio? Yeah, Brady, it's pretty much one-way action on the Steelers on the side. They are now minus two, like you just uh, alluded to. And we also are back down to 32. So, yeah, seeing a lot of action on that under as well. You know, it's hard to get a read on these Hall of Fame games. We've had a lot of parity in the last few seasons. You know, we had the tore-up field that one season. So this isn't a game that really garners a lot of handle. We'll definitely see way more handle as the full schedule on the 12th and the 13th starts to kick in. This game usually, you know, it's just a showcase 
Sunday's game. I'm not sure the Cowboys are going to play many of their regulars, guys, if any. We know Dak is still having a few troubles, and uh, it's going to be more interesting on the Steelers' side of the ball to see their quarterback rotation and how everything plays out over there. Also, offensive line problems are well documented for the Steelers. We're going to see if there's any improvement over there at all, whereas I think the Cowboys are going to be very vanilla, guys. That's why we're seeing a lot of the Steeler action come in. Like I said, Rampart, Rampart and South Point minus two Steelers, and the total is at 32 currently, guys. Dwayne, uh, flipping forward to the regular season on both of these teams, what have you seen so far in the futures market, respectively, on these two teams, and maybe even the week one lines, which I know you guys have up. Of course, uh, Pittsburgh going to get that rematch in Buffalo. Pittsburgh about a six-and-a-half-point underdog in that one, and then the Dallas Cowboys, they are going to open against the Super Bowl champion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six-and-a-half pretty much across the board. Have you seen support for either of these two teams, mainly in week one, but also a little bit down the line in the futures market? Yeah, well, that's a good question, Wes. And the Cowboys are seeing a little action to win the division. I mean, we have them to win the NFC East at a plus 120. They and the Washington football team are seeing the most action on the futures there on the divisional market. And the Steelers plus 360, you know, it's a real nice price. We're seeing some action on them to win the North Division, but uh, you know, what I'm seeing opening night is Tom Brady action, like you said, uh, against the Dallas Cowboys, six and a half at the Rampart and South Point. Definitely we don't know how healthy Dallas is going to be, you know, especially at the quarterback position, Wes. So it's going to be interesting. They have a fabulous wide receiver core. McCarthy's second season around, that's going to be definitely important. You know, know, 12 to 1 to win the NFC championship. It's definitely an achievable goal if the Cowboys' defense improves and they could definitely protect Dak Prescott. But that entails Ezekiel Elliott having a bounce back season, you know, definitely uh, carrying more of a workload to take the pressure off Dak and that fabulous wide receiving core. And like I said, the defense is definitely a question. The Steelers, on the other hand, you know, this is going to be an interesting team. You're going to see how Big Ben plays out. 18-1 to to win the AFC Championship. We're seeing some action, uh, you know, some handle on that, and they're actually one of the teams that we could lose if they do win the AFC Championship, but I think it's going to be very difficult. Running back questions, offensive line, as well as defense, and you know, we still have some fabulous teams there in the AFC, namely the Kansas City Chiefs, who are definitely going to be chomping at the bit, improving teams like the Bills, the Dolphins, even the Chargers could improve. So I think the AFC as as well as the NFC is going to be very difficult. I think that Dallas has slightly more talent at this point, though, uh, than the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are relying on an aging quarterback, uh, you know, a wide receiving core that is unproven, as well as a running back core that's in the same boat. Dwayne, how hot or cold are you on the Dallas Cowboys? I know they're your team that you uh, track and are a fan of, uh, away from Uh, of course, making book on the Steelers or the Cowboys, but uh, are you hot on this team? Would you expect them, you know, if you were uh, from a betting perspective, would you be betting on them to win the division? Uh, Would you, how about their season win total, which I believe is right around nine. Would you go over that? Or or is this team a fade in your eyes? I've really seen opinions on both sides of the fence here. And I know a lot of people really expect a big bounce back year out of Ezekiel Elliott. That offensive line is healthier this year. Where do you stand on the Cowboys and their success or lack thereof. 
Well, I definitely think they need a bounce-back season. I mean, that was a massive disappointment last year. Yeah, uh, You know, Dalton had to step in. Major injury when your quarterback goes down, so that's very important. Also, McCarthy started to show a little more motivation, and his skills started to flourish towards the end of the season. But they can't fall behind in games, guys. They fell behind in some of these games last year by two, three, four touchdowns, and that's unacceptable. A lot of pressure on the defense. I think the division title is definitely achievable. We know the Giants are totally in a rebuilding. They now have a big injury to Lemieux on the offensive line. Saquon, we don't know how quickly they're going to bring him back. And the Eagles, you know, maybe if they make uh, this trade that I'm hearing about for Deshaun Watson, they could start to uh, come back to prominence. But I think that Washington and Dallas are a little better than these uh, two teams in the division. So I think the division title is definitely achievable. Therefore, you can get into the discussion of NFC Championship. The win total, I'd probably lay off because we have seen that this is a win-deficient division, guys. And you could easily win this division winning under nine games if everything starts to fall apart like it did last year. The NFC, though, like we said, is stacked. You have some really improved teams there. The Rams are are going to be much improved with Stafford and if their wide receiving core is healthy then you have the 49ers Jimmy G is back Buccaneers defending world champions the Packers uh, Aaron Rodgers let's hope he stays happy and they could be a force so it's going to be difficult to win the NFC championship this is going to be an intriguing NFL season guys we have some powerhouse teams and if Ezekiel Elliott like you said could take the workload a little off of Dak's back, definitely Dallas has a chance with that offense. Dwayne, how about you personally as a handicapper? Are there a couple of teams that you are really high on? We'll go past tonight's game between the Steelers and the Pitts, or the Steelers and the Cowboys and look at the NFL as a whole. Are there a couple teams that you're really high on this year to maybe go to the Super Bowl or win their division conference, what have you? Well, I think definitely uh, that uh, AFC East, the Bills and Miami are definitely two much improved teams. And I think that the Bills could possibly carry that momentum. You know, Diggs, Allen, just a fabulous tandem right there. And their defense is is an important, uh, you know, facet of this team. And I think they definitely have a chance. You know, you're talking about going against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs that are such a well-oiled machine. Uh, you know, the Titans, they're an intriguing team at 10 to 1 to win the AFC. You know, now we have a wide receiver. Let's see how effective with Henry and Jones and the quarterback there, Tannehill. We're going to see how good they really are. I think their defense now has a lot of pressure as well. We know the Ravens, they're a pretty solid team as well. Uh, Definitely questions, though, at the wide receiver position and a lot of pressure on Jackson. But if we're looking at the AFC, I like the Bills' chances. Even though they're 5 to 1, I think they will probably probably play the Chiefs, barring massive injury, to go to the Super Bowl and the World Championship. On the other side, we just went over the NFC. I mean, this is wide open, guys. I definitely feel that, uh, you know, even the Packers have a chance. If Aaron Rodgers wants to go out on a bang, he could definitely lead this team in the right direction as long as he's motivated. Matt Stafford with the Rams, that's an intriguing fit. I think Seattle will drop off a little just because I I feel they have offensive line and running back problems there. And I think there's a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson. But if anybody could do it, he could do it. And watch out for Arizona, you know, Hopkins, Murray, 
Nice tandem there. If their defense could step up, there are so many different options. But if I had to pick a team, I, I mean, I like what Buffalo's doing, guys. I think they definitely could move forward even off of a big season like they had last year. Minus 160 at the Rampart and South Point to win that AFC East. And I think that's a telling tale right there. You still have the Patriots who are looking to improve off of last season. And Miami and Tua, a lot of intriguing possibilities second year around with that team. Dwayne got about one minute left, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the Whitney this weekend in Saratoga, winning your in for the Breeders' Cup. And uh, look, a lot of high-quality horses, but there's only five in the field, but all of them can win this thing. What's your brief breakdown of this race, the Whitney at Saratoga? Yeah, Wes, it's going to be a tough one. Like you said, five-horse field. I think Nick's go has that pace advantage, though. I think he's going to go straight to the lead. You look at his opening quarter miles, Wes. I don't think that there's a horse that could really press him out of the gate, even though Silver State is on a six-win, uh, six-race win streak, including the Metropolitan, which is, you know, a mile significantly shorter than this mile and an eighth. I believe that Nick's go will overcome Maxfield late and continue on and win the Whitney and the road to the Breeders' Cup class. Nick's go, by the way, a 6-5 to five favorite. Joel Rosario in the Irons is the favorite. Maxfield, the two-choice with Jose Ortiz. All right, Mr. Colucci, great to talk to you again and enjoy your weekend, my friend. Thank you for joining us on My Guys in the Desert. Always. Thanks, Wes. Thanks, Brady. I appreciate you having me on. You bet, Dwayne. Thank you. Go say hi to Dwayne at the Rampart Casino. He is the race and sports book manager there over at our friends at the Rampart. We'll be right back for hour number two on My Guys in the Desert. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.